Hello, Gap Year Universe. I'm Julia Rogers. And I'm Margot Brookfield. Welcome to Gap Year Radio, the show that brings you information and inspiration to plan a life-changing Gap Year adventure. So Margot, I am really excited about this episode because I am kind of a national service super fan, which puts me in like a special league of nerddom, but I'm I am totally here for it. So let me explain. You're gonna hear today from Amelie and Emma, who are two current AmeriCorps and Triple C core members who are in the middle of their service right now. So we're kind of getting them in the middle of their year off. So we have been wanting to showcase more AmeriCorps opportunities for gappers because they are such incredible opportunities to see different areas of the United States uh, while gaining new skills. So to give you some background, AmeriCorps C, which stands for National Civilian Community Corps as a full name, um, is a full-time residential national service program whose mission is to strengthen communities and develop leaders through direct team-based national and community service. So each year, hundreds of young adults who are aged 18 to 24 serve for about 10 months as NCCC members on diverse teams of 8 to 12 students at one of five regional campuses. Yeah, so Amelie and Emma were both working out, are both working out of the Southeast region. And that means that they've been working on projects all over the place from as far south as Louisiana and Mississippi and as far north as Delaware. And the types of work and projects that they're participating in is natural disaster relief, like repairing storm ravaged homes, to helping build trails in state and federal parks. And right now, one of them is actually helping with vaccine distribution. So they are truly my heroes at the moment. Oh my gosh, I don't even think I realized that, Julia. That's so cool to hear at such a crucial time. And oh my gosh, and something that I think too, and I know we've talked about this in some of our other episodes, is I think, especially during this time of like COVID and all that we are experiencing as a national community, as a global community right now, to be able to work within the United States and do service of this kind within our own, you know, home community here is so important. And I'm curious from your from your chats with Amelie and Emma, Julia, do you need any special training for the listeners out there in order to join this program? No, not at all. They actually train you on the job. So both those young women showed up kind of not knowing how to use a chainsaw and not knowing how to put siding up on houses. And they learned all of that. So it's really, really cool for skills building. And they both kind of talk about all the different and unique skills that they've gained over the past seven months. But you also, you know, in addition to all gaining all these really cool and applicable life skills, you also receive room and board as well as a stipend during your service. And as with all AmeriCorps opportunities, you also get a Siegel Education Award to put towards college or student loans after you complete your service. And for NCCC, this is around $6,000 that you can end up putting towards college if you're on your gap year or put towards loans after college. Yeah, so certainly for students who are looking for a lower cost and more affordable gap year option, I think anything with AmeriCorps and, you know, especially NCCC, see all of these are such great opportunities for students um, that you're not forking up a big tuition for something, but rather being able to really get these awesome hands-on experiences, you know, working with peers from my understanding and um, be able to do so and actually, you know, earn a living budget, which is awesome. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that both of them said, too, is that it's not just all like, you know, sweating in the hot sun, like they are having adventures, they are seeing the country. So it definitely felt for them like a way to see other places. So it's not, um, I mean, I think that the service is the core reason for doing this. But I think that there's a lot of really good fringe benefits that of places and people that they get to see and meet that they would not have otherwise. So very, very cool stuff. 
Awesome. And so are Amelie and Emma friends working in the same like cohort through NCCC? Very great question. So they don't even know each other. This was they met on the podcast. They are based out of the same campus. But due to COVID restrictions, the units within the campus are not kind of interacting with each other. So they are on different teams that are kind of doing different projects in different places. So they've had two very unique experiences. But there are some kind of common denominators that they talk about as well. Um, To be able to paint the picture of what it's like to work with NCCC is very exciting for the listeners out there. We are so excited for them to be here. So let's get started. Let's hear about their journeys. Yeah, thank you for joining us today. (gasps) Emma and Amelie, thank you so much for being on Gap Your Radio today. Uh, We're going to be talking about your experiences serving with NCCC, but before we jump in, I'm actually going to give the listeners a little bit of a background on the organization for those who aren't familiar with it. So, you know, NCCC is an AmeriCorps program that engages 18 to 24-year-olds in team-based national and community service in the United States. It stands for the National Civilian Community Corps, and the teams uh, do about, you know, four different six to eight-week-long projects during their 10-month term of service. And projects are really wide ranging and they tend to fall in one or more of the five areas of disaster response, infrastructure improvement, environmental stewardship and conservation energy and urban and rural development. Teams work with nonprofits very frequently, uh, places that you know, like Habitat for Humanity and the American Red Cross. They also do things like student uh, uh, tutor students in public schools, build trails in the national and state parks, and loads of other things. And we are so lucky today to have two representatives from the uh, NCCC Southern Region Campus out of Mississippi. And Emma and Amelie, thank you so much for taking the time to be here. Thank you so much for having us. Yes. Thank you so much. Oh, so happy to have you guys. So Emma, I'll start with you. Um, why did you choose to take a gap year and how did you come to choose NCCC as your service? I, and I should uh, mention to the listeners, you're taking a gap year bef- uh, after high school, right? Um, I've actually had one year of college. so Okay, gotcha. Um, yeah, so all throughout high school, I pretty had much had a set plan. I knew exactly what I wanted to do. My junior year, I went to a specialized health science technical center. And then even my senior year, I actually started college early. I had this whole big idea in my head that I wanted to study respiratory therapy and go into the medical field. Um, But once getting into, um, I went to Vermont Technical College and I was studying respiratory therapy. I just started to discover that I don't think it was the right program for me. And I felt like I had just... um, just been working so hard towards a goal that I wasn't sure I actually wanted to achieve. So I had to take a step back. And in February of um, 2019, I withdrew from college. um, And I knew I needed to take a gap year and take a little bit of a break from school. So I started researching different gap year opportunities. In fact, I wish I had known about this podcast back then. Um, But I was just looking to volunteer because I knew I wanted to help others and I was looking for a way to maybe travel around and get out of Vermont for a little bit. And I found AmeriCorps and that is literally the perfect way to volunteer and travel at the same time. So as soon as I found out about the program and did a little bit more research, I applied and thankfully I got in and now here I am serving in AmeriCorps. Oh, such a great story. And Amelie, what about you? How did you find your way to NCCC? 
Yeah. So just like Emma, I kind of had a set plan for all of high school too. And then during my senior year, I got into Carleton College in Northfield, Minnesota, and I was really ready to go. But then COVID kind of upset my whole plan because I realized that I didn't want to go to school on if it was going to be online. Um, and so I decided to apply for a gap year and then I was kind of looking for stuff to do and I felt kind of lost, but my aunt who did AmeriCorps and triple C back in 2008 recommended the program to me and she was like, oh, this would be a really like meaningful way for you to spend this year. Cause I'm sure they're going to be doing a lot of stuff, you know, helping with COVID and the pandemic since a lot of organizations have lost a lot of volunteers this year. And so after that, I decided to sign up and then I ended up on their campus in July. Yeah. And I think that it's really interesting. We were kind of talking before we started recording about how you guys are both on the same campus. And but, you know, for for core volunteers, there's um, kind of there's the huge core nationwide that's then subdivided into regions. And then within the regions, there's units. And then within the units, there's teams of about 12 people. And normally you get to socialize with everybody who's kind of on your campus, which is, you know, 100 or to 150 people usually. But this year you kind of are, you know, relegated to your individual team, which is, you know, 12 or 14 people. So you guys actually haven't really gotten to connect with each other, even though you're on the same campus. So I'm curious, you know, what your two uh, different units have been doing and within that your teams. So um, yeah, Emma, what what kinds of projects have your team been working on? Um, So our first project, we worked with Habitat for Humanity in South Carolina. Um, That was a pretty cool opportunity because I've never really done a lot of construction, but that was the perfect way to kind of get more exposure to that. And then we went to North Carolina, and there we did some home repairs for hurricane-damaged houses. And then we headed off to West Virginia, and there we were in the mountains trail building, which was probably my favorite project so far. And then we went to Virginia. And there we worked in Manassas Battlefield National Park. And that was pretty cool because we got to live and work in a national park and we redid all the signage throughout um, the park. And then our most recent project, we were working here in Mississippi and we were doing some more trail building and general, general beautification at a camp called Camp Wesley Pines. Wow, that's so cool. And it's so diverse. I don't think that a lot of people who think of NCCC really understand that how you're moving around and kind of doing these very different projects where you really get to learn different skills and things like that. That's really neat. Um, Amelie, what about you? So our first project, we worked with the stream sweepers and we were in the Clinch River in Virginia and we were basically on canoes all day long, picking up tires and trash out of the river. And that one was super fun. That was a really great first project for our team. And then we stayed in Virginia for our second project, and we trail we did trail building um, in the city of Norton, which was also a really great project. I also liked trail building. And then after that, our team went on an active disaster project, and we served in southwest Louisiana, and we were mucking and gutting homes and also chainsawing trees that had fallen on a lot of these homes um, as a result of Hurricanes Laura and Delta. And that was a lot of hard work, a lot of really long days, but um, I think our team is a lot stronger for it. We learned a lot about patience and just gratitude in general, too. Um, And then after that, our team went and worked with Habitat for Humanity um, in Hartford, Connecticut. And we built, we did finish work on two houses in Bristol. And that was really fun. I think that was a nice break for our team just after those long days with Active Disaster. And now our team is actually back on disaster and we're doing COVID vaccine distribution in Delaware. 
And so far, it's also been a lot of long days, but it's also really like exciting to be involved in the action of vaccine distribution. I think it's a really important job that we're doing I would here. say so. I was actually going to ask about that because I follow the NCCC Instagram page and I saw a story about about people getting trained up for, for vaccine stuff. So what what are you actually doing? Are you um, are you um, like moving things from point A to point B or are you doing more of the intake and things like that? So we're working as medical scribes. So when the patients come up to the um, through the drive-through, we take their paperwork, we write in um, you know their information about the vaccine, we write on their vaccination record card, um, and then we hand that paperwork back to them, or we hand it to our site supervisor. Um, yeah, it's really interesting work, actually. And actually, I have a really funny story from just today. I was on the work site and I helped with the vaccination of one of my friends from high school, his grandpa who lives in Delaware. Oh my gosh. I, yeah, which is so weird because I went to high school in California. That is wild. How did you make that connection? Did you just recognize the last name or something? <laughs> yeah, it was just the last name. And then I texted him later and I was like, was this your grandpa? And he was like, yeah, that's oh so my weird. Gosh. And I was like, well, he got his second dose today. Congratulations. That is amazing. Um, Emma, is your team working around vaccine stuff as well, or is that just relegated to certain certain units? Um, we are actually going to be helping with that as well. Our, our next project, we're going to be going to Delaware as well, and we're going to be doing some like trail building and working with a food bank. But then for the second half of our round, we will also be doing vaccine distribution. We just don't know the exact location yet. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. I think that one of the things that is interesting is that when you think back to this period of time, 20 years from now, you guys will have been at the forefront of this humongous nationwide effort to kind of get get through this crazy period of time. So thank you for your service, first of all. And also, I think that that's a pretty cool thing to to have as part of your own personal history, to have contributed positively to this particular moment. I guess Emma, I'll, ju- I'll I'll put it back to you for a second. Um, tell me about your your group. You know what? Who is on your team? Where are they from? You know what is the makeup of your fellow core members? Um, so we have a team of nine people. Um, we have two people from all over. We actually have another Vermonter on the team as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have people from Illinois to California to Michigan to Maryland. Um, And we've become a really strong-knit group. Um, We started off obviously not knowing each other at all, um, but over these past eight months that we've been working together, we've become, you know, a little family. And, you know, everyone's got their little, um, like, quirks and stuff, you know, like, just living with people you don't know. It's, It's tricky to adapt to it sometimes, but at the end of the day, we've all got each other's backs, and we are really family. I I um I also am a Gap alum and I had a similar it was a very different type of Gap year experience I was abroad but um I also felt very connected with my cohort because we had we needed each other in that same way of like we were building something together and it it makes you so much more empathetic I think to understanding different people's like lived experiences and what they're bringing to the table in the same way that you can look at a sibling and they drive you nuts, but you kind of still always have that affection for them, you know? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. We all come from very different backgrounds, but at the same time, you know, it just helps you understand people better. And, you know, your, your patience is tested sometimes, but like I said, like we all love each other and we're all working towards the same goal here, you know? Definitely. 
Emily, for you, is your um, like how it is? What's the dynamic like in your cohort? And like, what are what are you learning about working with other people? It kind of being thrown into like this big situation, this situation with a bunch of strangers and having to work together with them. I think it's definitely really similar where, you know, you're kind of learning a lot about patience while you're working with all these people and, you know, learning how to not only work with them, but also go back home and live with them. Um, And we've got a lot of new people on the team, actually, um, or we've gained a lot of new people over the past couple rounds. Um, So every single round, I think we've gained like a new person or a new couple of people. So I think our team's learned a lot about just like adapting to, you know, new situations and new living situations and like learning how to live with different people um, because everyone's different. And everyone also comes from a really diverse background on our team too. And so that's really cool to just interact with all these different kinds of people. Yeah, there was actually um, a recent gap year survey done where they interviewed or they they surveyed about 3,000 gap year alums from all over the country who'd done their gap year anytime between like the last year and the last 15 years. And one of the most notable outcomes that they found was that 98% of gap year students self-reported that their gap year allowed them and helped them develop the ability to interact and understand people from different backgrounds. And I thought that that was such a I mean, that's such an incredible skill for so many gap year students to acquire, considering how many different things you can do on a gap year. But I imagine that something like NCCC is going to be especially good at that, not only because of your cohort, but also because of the different communities that you're moving into and just all the stories that you're collecting as a as a core member. Um, Amelie, what about, um, you know, the I mean, having kind of done a bunch of different projects now, is there any. Are there any days that particularly stand out to you as as particularly meaningful or poignant or or people that you've met along the way that you're like, that is a story? (laughs) Um, Definitely. I think just our whole River project for the first project that um, our team had um, stood out to me. Like every day um, was something different and we would just be, you know, floating on these long stretches of river and it was so beautiful. And it was kind of my first experience with AmeriCorps and Triple C too. And I was just so happy to have joined a program that let me, you know, go out and be free like that. I thought that was a really beautiful experience for my first project. Um, And I definitely, like our site supervisors there were super fun too and super great to work with. So I learned a lot from them too about the work that we were doing and also the river that we were working on. I really like environmental work. So that was a really great project for me. Especially. Um, has that has that informed what your career path will be, or or had you already known that, that was something that you were aiming for after your gap time, or are you doing something completely different? Kind of, <laughs> I'm kind of doing something completely different. Actually, I I want to get my master's in social work after mm. college, so that's what I'm aiming towards right now. Um, but you know, we'll see. It changes every few years, so. <laughs> that's what it'll be next time yeah well that's the that's the biggest you know uh trick that they play on you adults will tell you that you need to decide on your major when you're 19 years old and then you end up changing your mind about what you want to do with your life about 17 different times over the course of it um so no worries (laughs) (laughs) um uh, emma you you mentioned also that like you're you took a gap year partially because you're trying to kind of shift your career track. Has Have these different experiences helped give you any focus or, or help you change your mind in a new way? Yes, but not at all in the way I thought it would. Um, I come from a very like artistic and creative family. And so 
being someone who's very interested in the health sciences kind of felt a little off, but I've always had creativity and AmeriCorps really helped me figure out that what I wanted to do is go into the arts actually, um, simply by having my days be filled with construction and building trails and having a lack of um, the arts and creative outlets. I've actually figured out that that's what I want to do most in life. Um, I actually have my own little jewelry business. Um, and since being in AmeriCorps, I've kind of had to put that on pause. Um, but just that is my biggest passion in life right now. And so as soon as I get out of AmeriCorps, I will be um, putting my business back up and going to school for jewelry design. Oh, my gosh, that is such a pivot. How cool. And do you know where you're going yet? Did Have you applied and done all that? Um, I've applied to quite a few schools and actually been accepted into a few schools, which is really exciting. It's just now kind of figuring out the logistics of where I want to go and, you know, all that fun stuff. Right. Yeah. Now you're spoiled for choice and you have to, like, get down to brass tacks about it. <laughs> so difficult. <laughs> yeah. Um, Emma, I, I feel, oh, so one of the things I wanted to ask you about is that you sent a picture of you cuddling like the most adorable kitten. So I definitely want to hear the story of that picture. But I also was curious if you have any like days on, on, um, on program that have been like particularly meaningful for you. Totally. So mine's similar to Amelie's where in the very first round I had my most memorable day. Um, it was actually our very first day of work. We were working in South Carolina with Habitat for Humanity and it was like record-breaking heat that day and highest humidity of the year. And our job for the day was to big, um, dig a trench for the foundation of a house. So this is our first day ever working together as a team. And it, everyone's just sweating. It's like 8 o'clock in the morning and everyone's just drenched in sweat. And now we're shoveling all this dirt. And so everyone's just dirty and disgusting and sweating the most anyone has ever had in their entire lives. And it, it was disgusting and horrible in its own way, but yet we came together as a team and it was just such a memorable first day. So that was probably my favorite day <laughs> so far. So that was pretty cool. And then with the kitten story, um, with AmeriCorps, we're required to get 1,700 hours of service um, with our project sponsors. But additionally, as core members, we have to find 80 extra hours of service within the communities that we're already working in. So lots of times our team likes to find projects working with animal shelters because, um, you know, we're all away from home and deprived from our, our loved pets. So it's really fun when we get to work in the animal shelter. And, you know, at the end of the day, after working hard, we get to play with the puppies and kitties and all that fun stuff. Oh, that's so cute. Oh, my gosh. Love it. Um, <laughs> so, OK, hard pivot from kittens. But, uh, Amelie, can you talk about, like, you know, NCCC in the era of COVID and in that, like, how, like, what are the protocols and procedures in place to keep your, your team safe? And like, how often are you testing? And like, you, I'm sure you guys have lots of rules around that, trying to keep the, like the sanctity of the bubble while still like being very much immersed in the communities that you're working in. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of um, guidelines that come with the program now. So your team is like a family unit and when you're with your team you don't have to have your mask on because you know we all live sleep eat breathe together there's no way that you know if one of us got covid we would be able to keep it from the other ones but um yeah we're all pretty secluded from the community um like apart from working there and working in the community so um, and when we are working in the community we all have our masks on we're all maintaining that six foot distance um so 
it's difficult sometimes because, you know, we wish that we had more chances to interact with the local community um, when that we're working in. And I think some of our favorite projects have been like when we do food distribution or, you know, at this vaccine distribution center, because we actually get to talk to new people and meet so many people who have so many exciting stories to share. And um, yeah, I think it's been hard on our team just to like, you know, always be around each other, but I also think that we're growing from it in a way. And I definitely am glad to be having this experience now, other than like, you know, another COVID experience, which is like sitting at home, you know, online school. Oh my gosh. Yes. I know. I was just thinking about that as you were describing it. And I thought, you know, this, you, you guys do have this amazing opportunity to kind of live in community with your peers when a lot of people haven't had that opportunity this year. So that must feel really lucky. Do you have anything to add to that, Emma, about your experience? Yeah, totally. I just feel really thankful that I even got to do AmeriCorps at all during COVID times. Like when I applied, uh, it was back in February when COVID wasn't really being taken as seriously. And then and then it, it was a little while before I heard that I was accepted. So I got nervous, you know, thinking that the program might have been shut down or something. But I just feel so thankful that I still get to travel the country and do really cool work during these times, you know, so I was very thankful. Yeah, that's actually a perfect segue. Um, Emma, can you describe the arc of the application process for people who are maybe curious about NCCC? Yeah, totally. Um, so I'm trying to think back of when I applied. Um, you know, they're just some basic like informational questions. Um, and then you have to write a little um, personal statement just saying, you know, why you want to volunteer and what AmeriCorps means to you. And then you also have to write about other volunteer experiences that you've had and, you know, um, have a few references and talk about other jobs that you've worked. Overall, I didn't really find the application process too grueling or anything different than really like a college application. Um, I definitely um, put a lot of effort into it, um, but overall it wasn't, wasn't too challenging. Yeah, a lot of people ask or wonder if, you know, any of the AmeriCorps programs are competitive in the traditional sense. And I feel like um, some programs have different, you know, caps of like participants and stuff like that. And I'm sure NCCC is one of them. But uh, Amelie, do you have anything to add about like how, like what some, what you tell somebody who who fears to apply to NCCC because they they feel like they might not be good enough or you know, have the GPA for it or anything like that? Like, what do you think are the most important elements to applying to NCCC or being a good core member? I mean, I think as long as they're motivated to serve, that's really all they need. Like, I walked into this program with almost no skills, no experience, and they've taught me everything that I need to know. Um, I've learned how to chainsaw. I've learned, you know, everything about all the, um, you know, installation of flooring and painting that we did in these houses last round. Um, I've really, everything that I wanted to know, either our sponsors from our projects have taught me or I learned in our trainings on campus. Um, so I think if you want to apply, then you should just do it. There's really no, nothing that can hold you back. Yeah. And it's a really, you know, I think that a lot of people look to AmeriCorps options because they're very accessible. You know, you all are, I believe that um, NCCC core members also get a living stipend or do you not because they're, you're, everything's being provided? Um, we do receive a living stipend. Um, everything else is paid for, like transportation and housing is all provided for us. But we do get a small living stipend um, just to let us, you know, experience AmeriCorps and where we go a little bit better. 
definitely. And then at the end of your service, you get the Siegel Award, which you can then put towards higher education or even specific experiential education opportunities like Outward Bound or Knowles both accept Siegel Award money. So that's such a huge benefit of service as well. So I think that that is another thing that um, makes NCCC really special is how it can attract um, so many different people from the access point. So that's fantastic. Um, Emma, I'm curious, you know, Amelie was just talking about like all the skills that she kind of learned on the job or and all of them sound so applicable as a homeowner myself. I wish that I had had some of these um, really basic, you know, carpentry, you know, uh, foundational skills and uh, chainsawing would be awesome. I, I have chainsawed, but it is I mostly leave it to other people to chainsaw. Um, so what are some random skills or more, or, or even if they're not random, like applicable cool skills that you never imagined have like being able to learn? Yeah, totally. So working with Habitat for Humanity, um, they were really great about like, obviously they work with lots of volunteers. So they're really good about teaching, you know, people who know nothing about construction. And so just like little things like just learning how to install a doorknob or the door itself or how to paint a wall the right way. Cause there actually is a right way. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, I really loved learning how to trail build just because, you know, living in Vermont, I got lots of woods and lots of open space to hike. So if I can build a trail, then, you know, that's that's pretty darn cool to be able to know how to do. So um, and then in North Carolina, working to fix up houses damaged by hurricanes, I got to learn how to put in flooring, which is a pretty cool experience because it's just me and one other core member who got taught how to do it. So that's just a cool um, skill to know how to use as being a future homeowner. Yeah, definitely. Um, So, you know, I I think that one of the things that a lot of people want to know from people who've been there is, you know, if a student is right now, this is, you know, a lot of time, you know, senior year of high school or someone who maybe has a semester or so of college under their belt is considering a gap year and they're kind of weighing the pros and cons and thinking about maybe an America opportunity or maybe something completely different. But what would you tell somebody who's considering a gap year as to, you know, maybe why they should consider it or things that they should think about. Uh, Amelie, why don't you start? Um, I think there are so many reasons to consider one. I honestly never even considered one when I was younger. Um, I remember I went to this family Thanksgiving dinner and all my cousins um, from my dad's side were like, oh, you should take a gap year. Like we all took gap years and we loved it. And I was like, no, that's not for me. I'm never going to take a gap year. Like I want to go straight to school. Like I'm ready for school. And then I reached the end of my senior year and I felt so burnt out from online classes that I realized that school just was not what I wanted to do anymore. And so um, I think that's really what made me choose it. And I think anyone who's like feeling that same way with school where like, you know, they just aren't sure if they're ready for it just yet should go ahead and choose a gap year because there's, you know, no reason not to. You we were like earning money in this program for school. Um, basically, everything's provided for us. I think it's just a really positive opportunity. Yeah, and I think that you know that listening to your internal compass is such an important part of the of choosing what you do after school, no matter what it is. Because I think a lot of people may start at a four year school when they're meant to go to community college or vocational school because of the messaging that we receive as a society. So gap years kind of fit into that category as well, where unless you, I mean, I'm glad to hear that you had like a lot of people in your family that were like, go gap years, because it's not always like that. So that's really helpful. Um, Emma, what about you? What's your advice for people considering a gap year? 
Um, I have like the same exact story as Amelie. Honestly, I I never <laughs> never considered taking a gap year. I thought I knew exactly what I wanted to do. I was just pushing myself really hard since like my sophomore year of high school. And again, by the time I mean I went to college a little bit early, and when I got there, I was just feeling so burnt out, and I maybe pushed myself a little bit too hard. So I think taking a gap year, like if you were feeling the slightest bit burnt out, just take the gap year. Honestly, it's one year or, you know, it's gap break, you know, however long you want to take, but just take it. Give yourself a second to just breathe and figure out your next step. Like this year, obviously, it's been crazy for everyone with COVID, but it's been such a good step back to just realize actually what I want to do and what I want to do with my life. I've heard that from a lot of young people that like this all the time alone, um, especially for, for like students who are still kind of in, in their ha- houses and not really able to socialize in normal ways, that they're, it's causing a lot more introspection than maybe it would in a normal senior year or, or college experience if they have to be kind of in the four walls of their childhood bedroom. So I think that it'll be interesting to see if that like plays into um, a lot of people taking gap time this year, which um, all signs are pointing to another large class of gap year students this year as well. So we'll see. But um, I, I, I guess like another question, I mean, it's I'm, you guys are both kind of pointing at the same idea of like, you never thought about it before it was kind of put in front right in front of you. Why do you think that is like, why, why, um, why do you think that there was that that moment where it, you kind of dismissed it out of hand before kind of coming around to it again. And are there ways that we can help young people think more openly about the idea while they're still in high school or while they're in college too? And either of you are welcome to jump in on this one. Yeah. I mean, I think I never really thought about a gap year before because I've always been such like an academically motivated person in the way where like I set up, you know, my whole life plan, from like when I was in like sixth grade and I was like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. Like, this is where I'm going to go. And, you know, I just kept following that until I got to my senior year. And I don't know um, like what to recommend to other people who are like me. And honestly, if it hadn't been for COVID, I probably wouldn't have even taken a gap year, but um, I'm so glad that I did. And I wish that I, that someone else had, you know, really convinced me to do this before I, you know, kind of, let COVID convince me. That's it's an, an interesting point. Um, so what I'm thinking about after you said that is, you know, that your college experience after now is going to be different because of your gap year. Like, how do you think that your college experience is going to be like reinformed because of your gap time? I mean, I think I know now that I definitely want to go into social work. Like I've met a lot of people throughout my gap year with America NCCC who have gone into social work and have really enjoyed it. Um, we even have this career day um, with on campus during one of our transition periods where um, I got to like listen to a presentation from someone who's in social work. And that also really convinced me like, oh, you know, this is what I want to do. Like I want to work with kids. Um, and yeah, I think... it's really just you know helped me figure out what I want to do with my life in a way that I just really would have missed out on if it hadn't been for COVID because um, you know and I I hate to sound like oh I'm like so grateful for that but (laughs) so grateful for this pandemic but like you know in a way like it's brought a lot of opportunities to my life that I wouldn't have 
you know, recognized before. Yeah, I think that, yeah, it's okay to have a silver lining. <laughs> we need them right now, right? Um, <laughs> right. So Emma, what I was going to ask you too is, you know, um, what would you say to somebody beyond just wanting to take a gap year, but like why NCCC might be a good gap year for someone or like if you were interviewing someone for NCCC, like what are the kinds of things that you'd want them to be thinking about as far as making sure that it was the right experience for them? Totally. So I think first off, the biggest thing is you just need to be a hard worker. Like you don't have to come into AmeriCorps really knowing anything, but as long as you've got grit and you got the heart to just want to work hard and help people, then like you are the perfect candidate. Um, but some of the perks of being in AmeriCorps, like you get to travel and you do get really cool experiences and you can get even different certifications. Um, Making sure that you're okay, you know, working with other people. It's not like you have to be the biggest extrovert ever, but, you know, you are on a team of 10 to 12 people. So just making sure that you are okay, you know, dealing with all kinds of people. And kind of like we touched on earlier, like you are living with your coworkers. <laughs> so making sure that you can, you know, be with other people, but also make sure you take time for yourself. Um, so, yeah, honestly, just being a hard worker is just, you know, and you want to help people and you're good to go. Mm, that's so great. Well, I think that about does it. Um, we got through a lot of information in a relatively short amount of time, which I love. So Emma and Amelie, thank you so much for sharing your experiences with us and all the listeners out there. So for those who are interested in finding out more about AmeriCorps and C, you can go online at AmeriCorps.gov, which is A-M-E-R-I-C-O-R-P-S.gov. And you can find each individual region on Instagram as well, or at the main handle, which is um, AmeriCorps and C, I believe. Um, you can find Gap Year Radio on Instagram and Facebook at Gap Year Radio or online at gapyearradiopodcast.com. You can email us your Gap Year questions or comments at gapyearradio at gmail.com. And you can also download the show wherever you find your favorite podcasts. And if you have a minute, we'd love for you to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts so more people can discover the show. So ladies, thank you so much for being here um, and sharing your experiences. And I hope that the rest of your gap time and the rest of the, the NCCC experience just continues to go as, um, as meaningfully and as well as it has so far. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you. Thank you.